Coming to you from the City of Roses, this is the broadcast by Lash Professionals and for Lash Professionals. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today we are doing something quite new for us. We are going to be doing, I think what I would like to call me a pocket podcast or a mini podcast. How about a baby cast? A baby cast. A baby podcast. <laughs> Tussie's favorite word, by the way. Put baby in front of anything and Tussie loves it. Anyhow, guys, we are here, Tussie and I sitting here in the Last Cast Studios, and we are just going to hit one topic and try to keep it short. None of these, I mean, we're going to still be doing our long form, but today we're going to see if we can keep this down maybe 15, 20 minutes. We'll see how we do. It's great. All right, let's get into it. No announcements or anything. Tusney, I posted something recently on Instagram where I suggested and said, I think the best thing for rinsing your eyes is saline. Mm-hmm. And there were a bunch of people going, what? Actually, I did a survey before. I said, how many people use saline and how many people use distilled water? 75% of people said they use distilled water. Mm. <gasps> Shock. I hope to change people's minds yeah, here. Not because we think everyone's just dumb, doesn't know what they're doing. It's because I think maybe people have never thought the other option. Like, or they've been told things that maybe make them think that's not a good option, like saline. And we're going to deal with that. So let's first, before we even get into that, because some people are going to be like, wait a minute. What are we talking about? Rinsing with saline, distilled? Why are you guys rinsing lashes? I don't understand. Always rinse lashes. Why? Well, I just do it in the shower. I walk down the street. I'm rinsing my lashes. Uh, no. no, you rinse the beginning to clean. We all know that you have to start with a clean palette, clean slate. So you use a cleanser. And if it gets really soapy or makeup-y, you have to rinse all that goo off. And I, I, I always So it's use good for this. that. Yeah, it's good for that. And the second thing we do is at the end of the appointment, we like to do it. We like to rinse, not the lashes, by the way. And some people notice that when they watched our video on Instagram, you rinse the eye itself. Yeah, I gotta rinse the eye. It's re-wetting the eye at the end. It's rehydrating it. And the reason why we do this is when you tape up the uh, lashes, you tape down the bottom lashes with that gel pad or a piece of tape, we are effectively kind of preventing the top and the bottom margin of the lids from touching or kissing. And it dries that that those it provides tissues a fluid, out. right? That goes into the eye and protects the eye when you blink and all that, right? Yeah, that tissue, that narrow strip of a tissue is very dynamic. There are little glands there called meibomium glands, and they produce a substance called meibum, which it's not just water fluid. It's also a lipid that binds with the tears and keeps the eye healthy. And every time you blink, it is spread across the eye. And that narrow strip of skin does it. There's a tear streak part of the tissue that when you blink, it, it does that. So yeah. when we tape the eye up, it is preventing the eye from blinking during that whole time. So the eye gets a little desiccated, or that's a fancy word for saying dried out. It sounds horrible to be desiccated. Mm-hmm. Well, the you whole know, town was desiccated. Mm, sounds terrible, yeah, right? Two. Well, it's a mucous membrane. And yeah. if you ever go into the dentist and they put the gauze in your mouth, and you know how uncomfortable it is when the inside of our mouth dries out. It's a mucous membrane. It's meant to be wet. But, yeah. It's uncomfortable. So in order to ease the comfort and restore the hydration back to the eye, I always squirt a little bit of saline solution in. And it's not a surprise. It's not an ambush. All of my clients know that it's coming because I always say, no, now for a little rinse. And they look forward to it. Now, if you're mostly dealing with younger clients, it's not really going to be so much of an issue because as we age, the meibomium glands, they can get a little dried out. Yeah, they, things break things down. Things change. Yeah, and um, a lot of Americans suffer from dry eye or meibomium gland dysfunction. 
Basically, if you've got any kind of irritation, a lot of it can mostly be attributed to dry eyes. Got it. So especially an older clientele. Which you do. I mean, your clients probably on average around 50, 55. Probably if you took the youngest to the oldest, you're in that range. So that means by far the majority of people, somewhere that magical age of 45, 50, things start not quite working as they used to, right? So if you're on the younger side, it may be really hard for you to understand that this is an issue. Yeah, you're like, none of my clients have this problem. They're all like, five-year-old little kids. That's right. But even so, so anyway, at the end of the service, that's what I like to do. I like to rehydrate the eye. Cool. All right. So we have that. Now, there are three purposes when we were preparing for this. We said there are three purposes for rinsing. Mm -hmm. What are those three purposes? Well, the first one would be uh, first aid or an emergent situation. Something gets into the eye. Most people call it foreign body. Something, you know, a speck of dust, a metal shaving, whatever. Something gets into the eye. If something's in the eye, the first thing you have to do is you have to rinse it out. And in emergent situations, you're going to use whatever fluid is closest to you. I mean, obviously you're not going to use gasoline, right? But... (laughs) But I was talking to Dr. Stad about this and to make a point, to exaggerate the point, he says, I don't care what you, you can use soda, you can use urine, right? The point was that, it's not, not that you're going wash. to, but you got to get whatever's in the eye flushed out. Yeah, because so, it's an emergency you're dealing with. In order to do that, use whatever liquid that's safe around. And if it happens to be distilled water, that's great. Go ahead and Which use Which is why that. we say you should just have distilled water, or not distilled, you should always have saline with you at all times. So- we got that's the first one. First aid, it's really there for any emergencies where a flake of glue a fl- or something happens, it gets in the eye, and the client's like, Oh, my eye, my eye, my eye. And you say, well, Hold on, let me just open the eye, rinse it, and yes. all that. So, just to be responsible, because I know that our listeners are, and you want to be the best lash artist that you can, always have a bottle of saline solution on your station just in case something gets into the eye. Or uh, in the glass cases, break. In case of emergency. Yeah. I mean, you see it in any emergency uh, stations. You know, they usually have eye washes, okay? Then the other two we already covered, which is cleaning and rewetting. We know those two. So those are your three purposes. So we covered that. Now, what's best for rinsing lashes? What they think of is distilled water, I think, is by far the number one. I've actually seen people talk about micellar water, too, using micellar. Regular water, just, I guess, I don't know what you use, like maybe tap water. water. Mm -hmm. And then last, saline. And that's what we use. So those are the four options I say. I don't know if there's anything more. Maybe someone can DM me or text me and say, I use, you know, propane. Whatever it is, that's it. So what's well, the best talk, of those let's four? Let's talk about micellar water first. And okay. I think that people think uh, to ask about micellar water because Sounds it's fancy. got... No, because it's got the name water in it, oh. right? But micellar water is a makeup remover. It does have water in it. Sometimes there's oil in it. But basically what it is is that there's little particles that pull oil. It's a hydrophilic, basically it pulls oil. I just want you to think about like like a makeup remover. Now you wouldn't put makeup remover in the eye, right? Unless it's an emergency situation and you're trying to rinse the eye and the only thing that you have is like a makeup remover, okay? But you wouldn't put a liquid makeup into the eye. And that's what micellar water is. You use micellar water to clean the skin around the eye. That's what it's for. Got it. Now, so it would be good then for uh, like for as in the beginning of the appointment, micellar water would be great when they're cleaning the makeup off. Yes. Okay. Micellar water is a great choice to clean the skin and the lid. So if someone gets Borboletta or one of the other brands, Lash Bomb has a wonderful yeah, micellar just, water. They, well, not just micellar water, but they get their cleanser and they suds it all up and they're cleaning the lashes. They can just take micellar water at that point and rinse it. We use 
Saline again. You want to rinse the skin. You don't want to rinse the eyeball with micellar water. I, I think we should probably make that clear. Yeah, there is yeah. a difference here that we do that's very different. In the early part of the appointment, yes, you can use anything micellar or saline. We use saline because it's just easy to have one thing on site. But you can use that to remove the makeup at the beginning. But at the end of the appointment, we do rinse the eyeball itself, which a lot of people I don't think understood that at first. They thought you just rinse the lashes at the end because some people might post said, well, why aren't you rinsing the lashes? It looks like you're squirting the eye. So we explained that, but that's the distinction there. Okay, so micellar is great for removing makeup in the beginning, but not good for wetting the eye. What about regular water or distilled water? Because I think those kind of both fall. Yeah, I don't think that that's a really good idea. Only use those things in emergency situations, first aid applications. But if you have a choice, and we do because we're professionals and we choose what products that we have on our station, the reason why I don't want people using distilled water is because it's not healthy for the eye. And I'm going to explain that. So, yeah, let's real quick make sure we recap. We'll come back to saline then, why saline is good. But let's now get into why water is actually i said irritating i think in the post and you, you correct me saying that nah, irritating is not really probably the right word it is it, irritating but it's unhealthy it's unhealthy so let's get into the why it is unhealthy it has the ability to make the cells in our eye sick so to speak uh, mm-hmm. do they throw up <laughs> they can get barking. very unhappy right <laughs> let me explain something the body itself is kind of salty right and i'm just going to put this out there really quickly when you go to get fluids when you are, uh, you've got the flu. Playing sports, a lot of times they drink drinks, mm-hmm. right? Where they're very they salty. Drink salty, right? Yeah. You can also drink water. But if you go to the hospital and they put an IV in your arm and they administer you fluids intravenously, it's with water, right? they do use water, but it's special water. It's saline. It, ah, it's, yes, there you it's go. It's isotonic, yes, yes. Because our bodies are naturally salty. If you put water. So they'll water, put distilled water in it. No, 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 no. If you put distilled water intravenously, you're going to make the person very sick. And I'm going to explain what happens here. Tonicity. Let me explain. The ability of a solution to make water move in or out of a cell through osmosis is known as tonicity. Now, I might have just lost you there, but just hang on with me for a second. There are three terms I want you to know, hypotonic, hypertonic, and isotonic. Hypo means there's a lack of. Hyper means there's abundance of. Iso means the same, right? Distilled water, why a lot of people use distilled water is because they think it's the purest, because there is a lack of salt. There's a lack of minerals in it. It's completely free of anything, but it actually means that there's, there's nothing in it. So So that makes that hypotonic. It makes it hypotonic. Which is... Not the same as what your body is. Right. Our bodies are salty. Our bodies are on the hypertonic side. So if you put a hypotonic solution onto a cell or you put a cell into a hypotonic solution, what's going to happen is the chemicals and the, the salts basically want to balance out. They want to be even. In the equilibrium, right? The equal on both In the sides. body, it's called homeostasis. It wants to make an equilibrium, the right? Balance. If you put a hypotonic, the distilled water onto the cell, what's going to happen is it's going to draw water. There's a net flow of water that's going to flow into the cell. So the cell will absorb the distilled water. That's right. And it's not the same salinity. Yes. So what happens is the cells will absorb more water and it can make the cells sick. Because the cells are trying to balance out the equal, the salinity of the distilled water. So as your body's struggling Mm -hmm. to equal what's around them, this other water that's not the same salinity, the cell gets sick and irritated. 
and turns red, right? Sometimes your eyes get a little red if you put water or distilled water in your eyes. So if in the same way, if you go to the hospital and they say, oh, I'm going to give this person some IV and they put just tap water or distilled water Which into never the body, do, but they yeah. don't, that distilled water is going to go inside the body. It's going to interact with the cells. The cells, it's going to make them change. Basically, the cells are going to absorb that extra water. When the cells absorb too much water, they can burst. They can get sick. And it's going to cause massive chaos inside the the human body. This is what's really going on. When you take distilled water and you wish it in there, spray it in the eyes, all of a sudden you're basically causing the eyes to to absorb that water in a way that's not meant to be that's healthy and it causes it to be irritated and all that. Now, in order for it to, to have a lot of damage, it would have to be exposed to the still water for a long time. Yeah. But, you know, so the chances of damage is very, very small. But we have a choice. We have a choice about what products that we use and we want to do what's optimum. So I'm saying if you understand that putting the distilled water into the eye is not healthy for it, why choose it? Right. There's an option where There's you can. There's an option. Yeah. Go to the store and just buy a saline solution, which is isotonic. It's the same tonicity as the human body. You put it into the eye and it doesn't cause irritation. Because it's exactly the same. It's, like you said, it's isotonic. It's the same. It's, you have to deal with hypo or hypertonic. Mm-hmm. And that's important to understand. And that's why saline works so much better than using distilled water. While there's no minerals and all that, which sounds it's, sounds good on the outside, but if you understand the actual science or, the, or I guess the biology going on, it's not so good. So the big thing then that I hear, then people say, well, the problem with saline is that you're going to leave salt on the lashes, which means when you start applying the glue or the adhesive, it's, it's going to hurt the bond. It's going well, to let's make talk a weak about bond. that. Every single day, that the client is alive, her lashes, whether she's got extensions on them or not, are exposed to salt because our tears are salty. They have the same salinity as, you know, it's very similar to seawater. It's the same as a saline, saline solution. Yeah. Salines right? are actually made to be like tears. That's mm-hmm. why they... That's right. So they are exposed to salt, whether you put saline solution on them or not. And they're exposed every single day. The natural lacrimal solution, every time you blink, it has salt in it. So if you're trying to avoid the salt, there's no way. I mean, it's just by being human, your body produces it. You'd also need to tell them don't cry, don't have a tear response in case you get something into the eye. But the truth is the amount of salt that is secreted or even put on just for a few seconds afterwards is so minuscule and it doesn't affect the bond. It really doesn't. Now, I understand on large commercial industrial applications, water and salt can be bad for- I mean, when we talk industrial, we're talking about machinery parts and such like that, because that's what this glue is used. It's used for many purposes, but some of it's in machine shops and such where it's large mass metal pieces where you don't have a lot of salt in between, right? But the kind of bond that we're doing, the minuscule amount that we're using on lashes, it's not going to yeah. affect it. It is just simply not going to affect It's scaling it. here. On the large scale, it doesn't work, but on the small scale, it's so minuscule, it's really irrelevant, It right? doesn't move the needle. I want you to think of it like this. We all know the laws of physics and the laws of nature. It's different when you think of small versus large, when you think of small like atoms as opposed to big planets, right? Heavenly bodies, yeah. Right. There's 
even though they're governed by the same laws, when you get into the atoms and the quarks and the neutrons and the protons, those particles behave differently because it's on a quantum level. It's not the same thing as like large objects like planets, right? So if I want you to think about it like that. different laws If you've got large-scale applications where you're using cyanoacrylate adhesives, you do want to follow the rules. By the way, I think where we get some of the confusion about what are our limitations for cyanoacrylates, a lot of time we have seen so many industrial uses for cyanoacrylate all of a sudden we start talking about the minuscule very microscopic size and also we take what we think applies to the industrial world and it also applies to the last world well even talking to chemists consulting with chemists and testing by the way is at least three different chemists yes i've consulted with them and contracted to work with them explaining that they um are talking about it in a lab, not on the human body. It's different on the human body, the application of it. So, you know, even talking with Dr. Stout, one of the reasons why CA or cyanoacrylates are so wonderful for the human body is because they do work in wet situations and they do work in salt. It's one of the uses of choice for saltwater aquariums. There's a lot of salt in there and there's a lot of water. When she says that, she, they literally use cyanoacrylates in saltwater aquariums. Like they'll be underwater and they will take the glue, the coral back together. Yeah, it's the glue of choice for gluing live corals into saltwater aquariums. You can actually put the glue inside the water. The tank. In the tank. It doesn't harm the fish. It lasts for years and years. We're talking about live animals, salt water. It doesn't break down the bond. So you have to look at the application. So you might have heard other places. I don't want you to worry about the salt Breaking down the bond. Now, some people have talked about the saline leaves powder onto the, you know, salt powder onto the lashes. And let's talk about that for a second. The only way that it would leave a powder residue is if you left this liquid saline to evaporate and you would see a, a very light dusting of powder on there. But how long does it take for that water to evaporate? None of us have that time to watch the water. You rinse your lashes, dry. I'll be back in two hours and I'll yeah. do your lashes then. It's the same thing. It's like tear streak on your face. You might have a little tear. That powder doesn't affect the bond. The bond has already been cured. The powder is just like makeup powder. Like if you're putting powder on your face or eyeshadow, what does it matter? We put powder on our face all the time. The key here, I know what you would say is if people are having retention issues, it's almost 100% because they don't have enough glue. It's not because of saline, not because of powder, not because of salt. It's because you don't have good bonds and you're not using enough glue. Yeah. Thus, your retention is not lasting and the lashes are falling off prematurely. That's right. Now, I know that may be uh, painful for some people Sorry. to hear. But listen, once you know the issue, you can fix it. Yeah. All right. Truth will set you free. If you've been on a rabbit trail looking for the culprit, you know, thinking it's the water, thinking it's the, you know, the temperature, it's the mood of your day, whatever it is, you're not really getting to the real problem. All you need to do is use more adhesive, cover more uh, surface area, wet both surfaces better. You're going to have a better bond. All right. Well, we should wrap this up. I think we've hit this one really well. I have one last question for you, and I get this all the time. What sailing? Should I buy? I mean, is there like the best saline out there? The one that gives you the best 
cleaning. I buy what's ever on sale. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, you can go to Target. You can buy that. We get ours usually from Target. What you want to do is make sure that you're not buying rewetting solution yes. for contact lenses. Now, they come in the same bottle. They look the same. A brand name for this is Renew. It is a storage rinsing um, and disinfectant solution. You don't want to buy rewetting solution. And they're right next to each other. I've literally gone to the store and I've picked them up and I've gone to the cash register and I looked and I go, oh crap, I bought rewetting drops. In my career, I've bought the wrong one many yeah. times before. So, Will that hurt the client if you accidentally squirt that in their eye? Or It will burn? not hurt the client because again, it's the same tonicity, but it does have an ingredient called timerosal, which a higher percentage of people have an allergy to it. And so on some people, it can cause irritation. Got so it. It, nothing's going to happen. Again, if it's an emergent situation, you would use that, but just get regular saline solution. Not- Look on the label. Yeah. It, it might even say isotonic saline solution. That's even better. It doesn't have to be a brand name. Bausch & Lohm makes some. Um, the, Probably cost like, double the cost. CVS brand. Ta- Can you, you go know. to the 99 cent store? You could, but I don't know if they have saline solution yeah. there. I- the problem is, basic saline is such a basic thing, right? It's not. It's like baby shampoo. It's not some high-tech development product. It's something very simple that it's just basically tears or whatever. So you can get And if brand. you don't want to rewet the eye, you don't have to. I always like to do rehydrate the eye, yeah. but you should have one as a responsible lash artist. Always have one on your station in case of an emergency situation. All right, guys. That's our first ever baby podcast. Baby cast. Baby cast. That said, I think that worked. So let's wrap this all up. I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Lashcast Podcast and at the Last Conference. And remember to subscribe, share, and review. And guys, we really do appreciate it. When you leave us reviews, that gives us a huge boost. We just got one this week. It was super nice. I wish I remember the person's name. I'll have to look that up. But that said, thank you guys so much. On behalf of my Lash buddy, Tusney, I want to thank you for taking some time to listen. Keep on lashing. And remember, you have a friend in the lash industry. 